Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about pushover. Oh, yeah. I've, I've known to be like that sometimes. Would you, Depending would you, on how much I've been drinking that night. Would you Would you call yourself a pushover? I do. My, I am. You're an old soft. I get. I am. I get bullied, cajoled, hassled in, in the doing stuff. Yeah, that's me. I on do. the upside, I can mold you to my desires. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Please don't. I don't want to know what your desires are, by the way. I, I kind of creep myself. Your desires and mold, I'd say, are very similar. <laughs> That's a good choice of words. Well, Aaron, this is another ant game. Yeah, you're right. It yeah. is. And uh, we've talked about your sort of loathing of insects in the past before. This does have a legitimate ant. He's just not a guy representing ants. That's this true. This is an actual ant. That's true. This game was, was actually programmed in response to Zool. <laughs> is that what it, it was? was? Yeah. The, the, the ant community was fed up with only having a representative. <laughs> At least the they've Amiga. got an ant they can sort of be proud of this time around, as opposed to a guy represented. He served. Ant. He served. He's G.I. Ant. Yeah, that I saw that. Name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what branch. Military overtones in that one. Yeah. You know, what branch? I, he's a soldier ant, right? That's what they are. That's what they call him. You get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> What's been going on over at everythingamiga.com this weekend? Now, you know, Dreamcatcher, he covers everything, but sometimes he covers things that are near and dear to me, mm-hmm. and he's done it again. A few weeks ago, he Rocky Horror. This week, he's doing the game based on a Roger Moore Bond classic. Uh, a view to a kill. Now I'm. I know you haven't seen this uh, fine film, uh, but this uh, this is quite a. I always thought this was a real good film. One of the first Bond movies I saw in the theater uh, when it came out back in the day. You know, I'm a Roger Moore guy. Uh, he's your favorite Bond. Well, right? he's just listen. Tim, or it's Timothy Dalton first. No, then Roger Moore, no, right? no, no, absolutely not. Timothy Dalton is not first. Listen, I love Sean Connery's Bond, and he is Sean Connery fits the bill as a Bond, right? And his Bond movies are mostly really good. But Roger Moore brought a wackiness to that role and a comedy that, that you never got from Sean Connery. And you know I love wacky. Mm-hmm. So I can't help but be drawn to a lot of the Roger Moore uh, films. And this one is was quite wacky. Plus, you had King Wacky, a.k.a. Christopher Walken, played the bad guy in this, Zorn. And this, this is a, quite a movie. It also had, uh, uh, it had a cast... Of weird goose in it, like Grace Jones was in it. Who's that? Um, how can I describe her? She's a tall, uh, crew-cutted, muscular death dealer. Okay. Okay, that's her. If you're looking at the video, right now, that's her right it's there. Like Sigourney Weaver in Alien. She's much. She's a real toughy. Okay. She's a Zorn's bodyguard. Of course, that didn't stop Bond from betting her later in the movie. Of course, but she's a real tough chick. In fact, the very opening chase scene is a chase scene where Bond's rolling up and trying to catch her on the uh, on the Eiffel Tower. You know, I think that's the youngest I've ever seen Christopher Walken. 
Yeah. Well, he was younger than that, believe it or not. You no, I don't believe You ever seen a deer hunter and that stuff? No, no. Gosh, no. So, yeah, that wouldn't be your cup of tea no. anyway. But the the movie... Uh, I, I Is that Bill Murray? No. no. That's... that's <laughs> that looks James, like You can't tell me that that doesn't look James like Bill Bond. Murray. No, In this exact moment, he looks like Bill Murray. You're, you're out of your mind. Nevertheless, this had an awesome theme sang by Duran uh, Duran. Which was it also had a great video for the for the for the Her song. Her name is Grace Jones, no, and she's that's incorrect. Uh, I think the plot of this, as I recall, was uh, Zorin wanted to flood. Uh, he wanted to get let ocean water flood Silicon Valley. Really? And I can't recall to what end. Okay. But so he was he was mining under Silicon Valley and put a bunch of explosives down there, and so Bond had to get down there and try to stop him. Right. The, the best part of this whole movie is a scene where uh, Christopher Walken's down there with his stooge, and all the miners are down there, he's like, and, and he gets on the bullhorn, he's like, you guys have all done a great job, you know, uh, goodbye, and Christopher Walken basically gets a gun and just mows down his own man and cackles with delight as he's mowing him down, because he's, he's out of his mind, he's mm. nuts, you know, and even when... At the, not to spoil it, but at the end, there's a big fight scene on the Golden Gate Bridge. Really? And Zorin's up there with an axe, and he's fighting Bond, and Bond hoses him. And so Zorin's hanging off the edge of the Golden Gate Bridge, and he just starts cackling at his own death. Mm. And then he falls off, and presumably he's killed. Mm. Lots of good stuff in this. So this isn't one that Zorn comes back at all like no, in the later movie. No, no, Zorn ain't coming back from he ain't coming back from this one. He's he, he fell off the Golden Gate Bridge. He's done. Uh, but it was it was was this the best Bond film? No. Was it the best uh film uh of of the era? No, the of Roger Moore's career? No. No, no, no. Cause not why not why Man with the Golden Gun still walking around. That's the all my all time favorite Bond. Uh, especially my all time favorite Roger Moore. But this was a fun film with lots of Bondy stuff that went on. Uh, and so here comes the game based based on this. And the I, game is not really inspiring. I have, I have from not the, from played. So I far. have not played this game. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, but I had heard of its existence. Uh, it looks, let's just say, remedial. Let's go with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but and of course, uh, Dreamcatch it goes into like vivid ultra detail in the film before we even get to it. I believe this was this game was on the was this on the Specky and yeah here's. It was available in the Spectrum, the Amstrad, the C64, and the MSX. The, uh, so you've got some, you got some interesting machines there. And uh, God only knows, I, we have, and maybe this will come up with it. We haven't played. Have we ever played a Bond game on any of the thing, shows we did? I don't think so. I'm begging. So. We need that to happen. We need, we need some Bond acts. I would love to try that. So anyway, if you're into Bond or into this game, this is something you should check out. Dreamcatcher goes into ultra detail, with tons and tons of pictures. So cool. Cool. I recommend it. All right, and I believe, yes, that is the only uh, new article on, on Everything Amiga this week. So we're going to transition on into mm -hmm. Amiga News. Oh, God. That's right. It's the gamble train, and it is rolling down the station. Uh, Aaron, it's been a little bit of a slow news week. I'm not going to lie to you. There has not, not too many cars on your gamble train this no, week. No, no, it's a one-car deal. It's more like a tram, not really. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's one of those push carts. That's thing. right. Yeah. That's right. And pushing the push cart is our buddy Tenmark. Get on, start, start pumping, Doug. <laughs> and so uh, his video this week is about eyebrows, two point five point two for the Amiga. Now, Aaron, have you ever once in your life connected an Amiga to a web browser? Oh, wait, eyebrows. Get it? I I do get it. <laughs> no. 
Uh, I have BBS on the Amiga extensively back in the day, but I have not. I don't have. It's funny. I have a, a Wi-Fi adapter that would work on the Amiga, but I've never just never done it. To be honest mm -hmm. with you, that doesn't mean you shouldn't. It just means I haven't. Yeah. So anyway, this is a new release, and uh, Doug walks you through all of the new features and everything. Boy. It's like stepping, it's literally like stepping back in time. It looks like a Netscape right. 0.04 beta, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. But, I mean, you've got to admire these people that are that are chasing the dream of surfing the web on, on the Amiga. It is. It's, it, it is wacky that, I mean, it's, it's funny. You would think that web browser wouldn't be that complicated. Then when you actually think about it, it seems like the most complicated thing It's the most thing complicated ever. thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. I mean, um, now... Boy, I mean, I'm getting like nostalgia pangs looking at this thing, which with the gray background on the pages and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember the first time the the first time you ever used a browser? <laughs> I a, did. A well, browser. The, let's face facts. Oh, it depends on your definition of real browser. Okay. okay. Because the first time I actually used the World Wide Web was through the only way you could do it, which was through AOL at the time. It was mm -hmm. the only there was nothing else because uh, my local service providers weren't providing. A, a gateway to it. Right. So, uh, the first time I ever used the World Wide Web or FTP was all on the on AOL, mm -hmm. and we all—I don't know about everybody—but I longed for a way to get out from underneath AOL. Oh, yeah. I yeah. hated them. Yeah. And so eventually, here comes uh, an outfit called. There oh, was boy, a pipeline. No, this was a local outfit. Oh yeah, that we that, hooked up um, with. I can't remember their name, but they—but I remember they had their own. Uh, Earthlink was one. I remember mm -hmm. we were on that, and they would, these things would come with a brow, a mixed browser that they had put together, uh, presumably using Mozilla or Netscape or something. It, but it, it, you could run your own browser, which I did. And I think the first one I ran was was Netscape, one of the old Netscapes yeah, me you know, too. from back in the me day. Too. And it was a decent experience. It wasn't like I thought, man, I'm getting screwed here. I mean, you thought you were doing pretty good yeah. at the time. Yeah, you know, it you was didn't know a, what tabbed browsing or any other crap was, no, or no. Java or Flash. You didn't know what that was. You were just happy to be doing something. That you could talk to people. <laughs> just happy to be here. <laughs> well, I mean, when you've BBS for like your whole life, that's all you've done, and you thought that was the bomb. It's like, man, I could leave a message tomorrow. A dude will talk to me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> Everyone on Earth's on this. Yeah, it's amazing, you know. And I remember the old web pages. You'd be astounded mm -hmm. at these web pages. You get on a web ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You had to. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I remember putting together a Luchador web page one time, and I thought, man, this is great. And I'll, a ghost hunting page. And you were like, now I got to get these pages spread out. And that's how you did it with the web ring. Oh yeah, you know? I was definitely a member of the Robert Smith Cure Appreciation Society did web you? ring. Yep. Is that did that when you had his hair? That was when I had his hair and his makeup. <laughs> And his gut. If only you had his now. basis. That guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's true. His name's like Simon Pilgrim. That guy can go. Like he yeah. makes the band. He is. That and the wine he's singing. <laughs> I like, it's a tag team. I like, like the cure, but let's Martin. face facts. This guy's whiny. <laughs> and our only other story, and this is actually a story that's a couple weeks old, but we're just now getting around to yeah. it. This is a new proof of concept video that shows just what is possible in terms of scrolling and speed on OCS. Yeah, I haven't seen this again. yet. I heard of people talking this about it. This is amazing. It. This is loosely based on Super Off or Super Outrun, the motorcycle game. And this thing is amazing. So uh, tell me, tell me what they've done here, Bo. Well, what they've done here is they've created this. Oh, this is wow, a, that looks pretty good. I mean, this looks pretty darn arcade perfect. Now, of course, this is not a playable demo. This is this is something that's just a video running, but it shows what might possibly could be done in a future release. If we could get a um, a motor or a racing game with this smooth of a frame rate, it would be amazing. 
and be amazing. It looks good. Yeah, it, does, it looks good. I will say, it's funny, uh, I played, uh, I, why did I do this? Oh, I was testing the new, uh, you know, I stuck a new uh, GOAC driver in my Amiga 1200 this week, and I was testing it. And we had played something, I don't even remember what it was, but you'd said, hey, that's every bit as good as uh, Lotus 2. And I was like, I don't I think Boat was on crack. I'm going to try Lotus 2 out. And I'll tell you, when you go back and play Lotus, that, that, that's another good thing. They really hit the ball out of the park on the scrolling. They really stuff. worked hard to make the scrolling yeah, the best they could. It, it, that is quite mm -hmm. a game. But this also, I have to say, this does look very impressive. The biker looks good. It looks, it's very nice. Yeah. It's a shame that you can't actually play this. That'd be right. a lot of fun. But maybe that's coming down the road. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So we thank, of course, Saberman and Indie Retro News for that, that bit of news. And Aaron, it's time to talk about pushover but before we get into it okay so it's not time to talk about pushover. well we are we're gonna we're gonna talk about it in conjunction with this gift we've received oh okay oh boy from pixels at dawn if i don't destroy the don't computer. don't dump fancy water all over the desk boat the fancy water is gone i forgot about the refill so inside this box feel the feel the weight of the cardboard on that box that's a high that's quality rich cardboard. corinthian cardboard is, right there is. and we got these these are uh these are these edible packing peanuts Remember those? No, they're not. Don't eat it, dude. <laughs> it's tradition. I've got to eat at least yeah. one. I'll see you in the emergency ward, you dipstick. Good lord. This is a note. It's not a note. This is a receipt. This is... <laughs> we'll read it, Boat. <laughs> it's from UK Goods. They're known as the good taste of home. Okay? <laughs> okay. So this is a place. They're in Pennsylvania, and they are a major importer of goods from the UK. Okay. Yeah. So uh, inside here, Aaron, we're going to just kind of start off with a little bit of Angel Delight. Oh, this is goodies. Yeah, this is goodies. Okay. okay. So Angel Delight is... This looks like something you have to make. It is. Oh. <laughs> Thank God I told you before you just dumped this in your mouth. I thought it was like the old lick it looks. Like, no, it looks like pudding. Fun it's like, it's some is sort what of, this it, is. It looks like pudding. Uh, yeah, I think it's pudding. I think you're right. Who, who did you say sent this, by Pixels the way? at Dawn. Okay, Pixels. Thank you. Oh, good. Pudding. I like pudding. That'll be good. All right. Up next. You know, these packing peanuts have sort of an aftertaste. Yeah. It's Once called it's, styrofoam. It's making my tongue numb a little bit. You've actually destroyed the environment of your body. McVitie's Hobnobs. <laughs> uh, these... Once you make the screen big here, it's like Oh, yeah. That's a good like. idea. That's a good idea. McVitie's Hobnobs, Aaron. Okay. They cure what ails you. Uh, they appear to be uh, milk chocolate Odi knobbly biscuits. That's the official UK Food and Drug Administration description of what this is. They, so they have an official description of Hobnobs. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a maybe we'll My have. Hobnob is a bit hob. That might be pretty good. We might have an after show where we uh, where, where we, we just eat sit around these. eating. Yeah, <laughs> but we won't do that on the actual podcast. Okay. Now this is this has been boxed inside of a box. It's the double box of doom here. We better eat these quick. I thought I was prepared. <laughs> if you were with us last week, <laughs> opening things, it's not boat strong suit. Yeah, and this thing is like this thing is gosh darn it. I'm gonna have to get my thing again. You don't have any sharpness, do you? Uh, nope. Oh, wait a minute. What do you think, I just carry around a, a butcher knife yeah. or a cleaver? You work for the Kentucky State Police. I don't get to carry nothing. You don't You don't have a, like a special carry permit for when do you... You're... Let me tell you something. What you don't want to do is carry sharp crap into a prison. They don't like that. <laughs> you know, now that you say it that way. 
because someone might come up behind me, hit me with a with a you know I don't know a shank, mm -hmm. and then take my weapon, which is better than the shank, and then kill me. That's true. You know, so no. See, you got to do that pretty good. Don't eat those, for God's okay. sake. Man, this is these are super packed. This is going to be the uh, some kind of ultra food here. Yeah, and there is more. This is not the final act here. Oh, oh no! These are, these are the food in question. Yeah. So this is what we wanted to get to here. Now we've had these once before, haven't we? We have. Uh, the last time that we covered a Quavers-based game, which I believe was called um, Out of This World. That can't be right. No. One Step Beyond yes. is the name of the game. Yes. Uh, we had Quavers for the first time. Oh boy, because they were tasty. As yeah. I now look at this, Aaron. I want to. I want to draw your attention to this. This. Do you see this cut here in the middle of the bag? Does your bag have that too? Nope. Oh, okay. So I that thought, tells me that yours that was on top when you were cutting into it with your oh, teeth. Oh yeah, you're probably right. I thought it was one of these things where you could burst it open. No. And get, that's, and that's, it's, like, it's Quaver's time, that's, baby. That's you have cut it with your keys. Oh, okay. So anyway. What would you do if I wasn't here? You'd be filling up on styrofoam peanuts. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. Styrofoam peanuts and Jägermeister. That's <laughs> no, we don't. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> All right. Um, we will uh, unwrap the rest of the goodies oh boy. at the end of the show. That'll be food time. But for right now, we are going to be moving on to pushover. So let's and thank you, picks. Thank yes, you for, absolutely. The, for the goodies. I will feast on this stuff because I'm hungry. So pushover. Now, Vote, I ask you this every week, and I'll ask you again. Had you heard of or had you ever played this in the past? I've never heard of or played this in the past. I hadn't either. I had not ever heard of this. And the funny thing is, who knew there were two games with the Quavers dude in it? I might have actually done an Amigos plays on this. What? <laughs> now so, that I think about it, I think I maybe have. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyhow, let's talk about this game. Released in the year 1992, Boat. Two big discs. And uh, this is a single-player effort. Developed by the stupidly named Red Rat Studio. <laughs> uh, we have... Talked about Red Rat before because they were also behind One Step Beyond. Uh, they also did International Soccer Challenge. Uh, the uh, they also did Screaming Wheels and Wild Wheels. They did a lot of wow. crazy wheel stuff there. Mm -hmm. uh, and the the concept of this game was uh, derived was from a fellow named Chaz Partington. Chaz Partington, party of four. Um, <laughs> the, the artist was. I thought you were going to make a Chad Pennington joke. No, are, are you kidding? <laughs> Uh, did you get you killed around here? Uh, artist, uh, artist, and the coder, Dave Ellock. You've got a ton of people. I'm not gonna get on the list, but look at this. There's like 15 people worked, on this, game, worked on this game, man. You know, and a lot of these guys worked on a lot of the same games, including Batman, Hook, Hudson Soft. You got some weird stuff in here. So, what do we got here? Well, this game, believe it or not, got ported. I want to mention that right out of the gate. Uh, you had a Atari ST version. You had a Super Nintendo version of this, Boatster. Oh, did you get to try that? I played them all. Oh, good. You played the DOS version as well? No. When okay. I say I played them all, I mean I played the Super Nintendo <laughs> version. There you go. Now, let's before we get too far into this, let's talk about their, their tie-in here. So, uh, Quavers, the, which are these chips. Mm -hmm. they crisps, were, as it were. Crisps. I apologize. Let me, let, me read, let me read to you from the back, from the Gospel of Quavers. Please. Curly little things, quavers, and no two are the same. Some twister, some that wrap around your tongue, but they're all crunchy and melty. 
and pleasingly cheesy. So go on, pop one in your mouth. You sounded like a, a, you sound like an American retro man cave right there. You gonna steal his bit too? You're another one. So uh, the town, and that's exactly the way they taste. Mm -hmm. They're quite yummy. So anyhow, uh, they had a character, I guess, back in the day, and I'm sure some other people to check and back this up. Colin Curley. Mm -hmm. I believe he's like a, a he's a dog. He's a dog. He's a big with one bad of those dog. Dumb guy, like the flat hats mm -hmm. and, and, a, and like a coat. Yep. You know, he's got like it's like an old press hat. Would you say he's a dumb guy dog? It's hard to say. He's it's not, hard to say. We don't know. We haven't delved too far into his psyche. Now, uh, the the uh, the from what I read, this uh, tie-in came at the last minute. Well, and was not planned as part of this game. Whenever these guys were making the game, this came, this this just like I don't know if it was forced on them or what, but this was not something that was planned. So you'll notice that when you play the game, there's a little to do with quavers, except for a few parts. And, and the, we'll go and talk about it now. When the game comes up, Colin the dog is rolling around and he dro drops his quavers in an ant hill. Right, as you do. And luckily, uh, uh, the ant buddy of his G. is standing by GI ant. Is standing by, and he basically says, "Like these guys can communicate; they don't need a written language you know, or talk. They just he just goes, 'I'll do it,' and he just goes in the end. I just put it together. Yeah, G I N. Yeah, giant. Great, good one, good one, Boat. You think that was that was on purpose? And you called that guy dopey. <laughs> Where's your dumb hat? <laughs> so anyway, you you are G I N as you go, and and the funny thing is, quavers as a as a food is never pictured in in like the ant portion of the game, but no. it's mentioned. After so many levels are completed, it just says, "Hey, you found uh, a bag of quavers." Right. Then you then there's a cutscene where your guy comes up out of the ant hill and does a little bit with Colin the dog. Right. Now I will say some of the cutscenes are funny. I did watch all the cutscenes, and they I thought. The, Good. Well, <laughs> you know, I feel like this is the way, if you're going to do a product tie-in, this is the way to do it. You have a solid game, and then you just sort of put the things around it in with it. Well, this isn't how I'd do it. How because, would you do it? Well, I mean, do you remember, you, remember back in the uh, in the 90s, or, or actually, uh, late to, in the mid-2000s, like, product placement on the internet was the rage. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Nabisco and all these guys, they were having these games made out of their stuff, right? Right. So you had Lifesaver games and Cookie games, Keebler Elf games. And they would at least have the stuff, like the stuff was always on the screen. Because right, but we, do you want that? Do you want quavers all over the no, screen? But you, what, what I'm saying is, if I'm quavers, yes, I want quavers on the screen at all times. <laughs> I don't want my product mentioned but not seen, and it, just for a little bit. Plus, you don't see those cutscenes until you beat like I think it's twelve levels. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like your average like these old lifesaver games. There were lifesavers everywhere. Plus, there was like promo material all over the screen. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm an advertiser, I want that. That's I true. I don't want this. They could have put some Quavers logos over the over the various things in the background. But the as least. a player, oh yes. Mm -hmm. Assuming, let's assume that the guys that made this got, got paid for the sponsorship. Good on them because they didn't give up hardly anything right. to have to do it. Right. So once you get past the opening bit with the dog, he drops the quavers down the hole, and then you're an ant, you go down the hole. Then you're treated, you don't actually start the game after that, then it goes to basically like a start screen, which again, chances are they just tacked on that, that stuff, and then this normal start screen with all the ants, with the ants carrying the letters around to spell out the credits mm -hmm. and stuff, that was probably the opening screen. It makes me wonder how much if this... I wonder if this game would have been a one disc game without the extra quavers. <laughs> Maybe so. You might be right. You they might just be added right. a second disc. Yeah, the quavers disc. Yeah. So, 
um, when you actually start the game, uh, you are an ant, and it's a this game is I have to say, I don't know if I've ever played a game like this. Uh, it really surprised me. So your ant, it's this is a domino or a, a, the dominoes game. I don't mean yeah. you're playing dominoes. I mean you're knocking over dominoes, which. I used to love to do that as a kid. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Have a crap with domino? I did all the time. In fact, I owned several domino rally sets. Oh, the, I forgot about domino rally. Yeah. That was after my time. Yeah. It was made so you could have little ramps. And right, right. Stuff. And so, if you're... You know what you do? This is what I did when I was a kid. We set it up and you have to say the words domino rally before what? you start. <laughs> so you were sort of you were sort of a shill for domino rally. Just I like was. these guys. <laughs> domino rally boom <laughs> and, that's and then like three dominoes in you haven't set it up right it just it stops it's that is funny yeah uh, so if it was just setting up dominoes that wouldn't be the game that's just screwing around so this game i actually introduced this game the dominoes are set up for you this is already, the, this is the lemmings of dominoes because you've got a bunch of dominoes that do like special jobs mm-hmm and I gotta thank who was it? Was it Pixels? Somebody put this up on our yeah, Discord, Pix. and I thank God for you, sir, because I needed this book to tell me what these dominoes did. Well, because they're, they're only marked with like little stripes. There's an in-game menu you can actually access at any time. Really, I didn't yeah. even know about that. Yeah, if you push, I think it's P, <laughs> then uh, you get an in-game menu that brings up all of the blocks. Oh, and what they well, that's do. nice. Well, they also we had a, a Pix actually scanned in the book, and so we actually got the I got to look at the book, and the book helps quite a bit. So the first couple levels are pretty simple. You, you, what you have to do is your ant can move these dominoes around. And your ant can fall uh, from level to level, and there's ladders to get them back up. All right? And so what you need to do, you, really you have to accomplish several things to complete a level. No, you don't. Well, you gonna, have to, uh, no, you do. What you have to do is you have to knock over all the dominoes yes. and make the last domino that falls over the domino that has three strikes. Right, that's several things. That's what I was talking about. You have to do two things. That's two. Plus, you forgot one. Okay. There's a time limit that you have to do. But you're not doing in. it. You have to do it under the time limit. So that's three things. Okay. So okay. several things. Okay. So the ant can move these dominoes around. And you, at first, you don't have to do a ton of shuffling, do you? It's mostly in the first few levels. It's the the game does a great job of training you about what you need to do, and mostly you only need to move one or two dominoes, and the rest are already set up. Yeah. Now I will admit, I, of course, I came into this completely cold and mm-hmm. no idea what was going. And so when I saw the dominoes at first, it took me a little while to know what even I was supposed to do because I didn't know what the striped dominoes meant. Right. So this is one where you probably at least should have a quick look at what's going on. But yeah. It didn't take me too long to figure it out. Then I had to figure out how to get the ant to shove the domino. And do right. that again, that's not hard. You just gotta push up at a certain mm-hmm. spot and then hit the button and he knocks over dominoes. But all simple. Controls, no problem in this. So uh, at first, like I said, it's pretty simple stuff. And like I said, they set them up pretty well for you. And then once you knock over all the dominoes and then you knock over the striped domino, the, the door to exit opens, you leave. Simple. And then you've completed that level. Now, this game doesn't have saves. It does have the old level codes. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, for this game, level codes, perfectly fine. Yep. I didn't have any problem. Did you have any problem with that at all? No. If, well, in fact, I never typed them in because I just kept on playing. Right. I'm the same way. But, I mean, still, I don't have a problem with that. That's, no. And, cause, no, it's fine. Cause, and once you complete a level, you sort of know the gimmick. It's. I mean, this is early on. You don't really have to go play it again. You can just skip right. You don't have to. Get, like So it's easy to go back. Now, right. Later on, uh, when this game gets, because of course I skipped around, this game, I have to give these guys credit right out of the gate. First of all, I'm just going to cut the chase. I don't like puzzle games. You know that. I don't, this is not my type of game. 
This game was awesome. An awesome game. Am I good at it? No. But it's so clever and so... This took me... I've never been so stunned because this Quavers game, and the last one we did, I wasn't that impressed with it. One Step Beyond. This game is tons better than that one because aside from the fact that you've got the special dominoes, some dominoes will keep, will keep dominoing right across the screen. That's their speciality. Some dominoes will bridge gaps. Some dominoes will blow holes and stuff. Some dominoes will shoot up in the air and hit the ceiling and start going. Right? And swing. You've got, you've got a, so that, just those dominoes give you a lot of wacky situations. Some will split in half. Then you get to a point later on in the game, and this was, it actually happens on the 11th level, I know this for certain, where you, normally you just ants just stands around and then crap happens. You get to a point where all of a sudden, You've got to negotiate your way down to the door before stuff gets blocked. Right. And that's when the game really gets challenging right. because you get to the point, and then you've got, to, you've got to move, and you've got to know when to go mm-hmm. and where to go. Mm-hmm. And then later on, like way late in the game, and I didn't get anywhere near this, but I didn't cheat to get there. There are situations where you have to move dominoes in mid-domino action. You've wow. got to move them around to get them... But it's crazy, Bo. Did you see any of that later stuff? It was I was like, how could anyone do this? So let me tell you about my experience with this. Game. Okay, because okay. this is right up your alley. Well, no, it's not. Oh, really? I don't like puzzle games. Okay. Uh, I don't. I, I I generally dislike them because <laughs> I find that early on it gets to a point where I just feel like I'm doing work and I just want to. I just want to stop. Yes, I agree with that. So I sat down with this game last Saturday in the afternoon. I was kicking back and I was like, all right. I want to play 20 or 30 minutes of, uh, of, of pushover, and then I'm going to move on to the other games that we got to play this week. So I sat down with this thing, and I proceeded to spend two and a half hours playing it. <laughs> you scared that me is, for a second. That is, that is no joke. That's a testament to the joy it brought you, clearly. Um, this game is different than most puzzle games because it lets you... Uh, first of all, you don't have any lives. If you mess up, you can keep on doing it. There's no penalty for failing other I'll, than you I'll, just got to do it again. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Number two, uh, the game's difficulty curve is perfect. It starts you off. I mean, it's like, pretty good, do, yeah. you, do you have to come to terms with the controls? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But once you do that, the difficulty curve is like, okay, it introduces you to each different concept. Like when a new block is introduced, there will be a stage that's very easy that just shows you what that block does. Another thing that's great about this is that you can, um, when you set up the dominoes and you watch them fall, you can see immediately where things are going wrong. So you can be like, all right, this is just what I need to do next time to fix it, and I'll be able to do it. Yeah. Versus in most puzzle games, it's completely binary. It's like, ah, you didn't do it right. Try again. Yeah. This one, you can see exactly where you messed up, yeah. and that's the difference for me. And you could even use your, when you if you successfully beat a level, you actually get a, t- a token so you could actually start the level over from right before you pushed off exactly. and then not have to start it completely over. Now, I will say that I rarely use that. I didn't either, hardly. Um, I used it a couple of times. Yeah, um, but it, it, is a, it is a neat thing. Uh, there are a couple things that I would change about this game. <laughs> right. uh, the first one, well, the version that I played, there was something weird with the emulator, and my guy was moving at Mach 6. He just moved super, super he quickly. He moves pretty quick. Yeah, but is, in watching this video, this my guy was he, moving much faster than this. This is how this. mine moved, okay. yeah. Um, you know, I want my puzzle games to be somewhat of a contemplative experience. I want to be able to sit back and, you know, be able to focus on the puzzle. 
Okay, I understand there's a time limit. That's fine. Yeah. Um, if you there's there's no such thing as running out of time. That's another thing I love about yeah. this game. Once your time limit runs out, the time starts ticking up in red, and you can't complete the level, but you can still figure out. You can still do stuff. But if you have enough, if you have tokens, you, the time limit's irrelevant. You can still. Oh, you can yeah. use. Okay, I didn't realize that. So, but anyway, as you play, your little GI ant will sit there, and every second, it's like every one point five seconds, he'll tap his foot. Yeah. Okay. And he'll make this unholy screech. Yes, he does make a weird noise. Yes. yes, it yes. sounds like that. It's not that loud or irritating. Into my it, mind, it yeah, was. It was. It wasn't the best. Okay, so that really took that me out unholy, of. It took way. me out of the game, and I, I once I muted the volume, it it was fine. The problem is, is that the music in this game is actually pretty good. Yeah, and I, I hated to do that. I wish I could just turn off the effects. And there is a there is a panel which makes you believe that you can do that, but you actually can't. You can't turn off the effects and just leave the music. Yeah, that noise was odd. I, I, yeah. I didn't like. At first, I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And I was like, "It's that. Is this the guy? Please shut up." Right. Yeah. It did. I, I agree. I didn't like it. It wasn't a deal breaker, but yeah, I agree right. with that. Um, you know, I there is something to be said for when you fail a challenge, you have to kill yourself. Yeah. Um, it is sort of like Spartan esque, I yeah. guess. Um. But I would have, I, I don't know, I, I probably would have done things a little bit different. Maybe not made him kill himself. Maybe just like if you fail the challenge, maybe just bring up the thing immediately, hit the button and go again. I did find myself wasting time walking to the end of a ledge, waiting for him to do the woo Yeah, he does the oh, and, that, and by yeah. the way, that's a real pain when you're trying to get somewhere in a hurry. Right. But that's part of it. Right. Um, yeah, I, that was an odd choice. The I, game did take an odd turn. I knew that whenever they introduced the delay block, that things that the, something was going down. Yeah. But the way that you have to in that first level, which I, is exactly, it's very rare that we've had such an identical experience playing a game. Yeah. But that very first level where you have to maneuver up the ladder and get there, or it's either up or no, down the that, ladder. You've got to go. You've got to get down through the gap before the gap. Oh is yeah, sealed. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, you know that took me a while to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so. Uh, even when I did it the first time, I was just like, I got lucky. And that was the first... That, 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 I knew at that point that there was going to come a certain point in this game that I wouldn't be able to continue because I wouldn't have the finesse to do it. And that was disappointing because I wanted to just keep on solving like simple domino puzzles. Did, how, do you recall how far you got before yes. you couldn't get any further? 16 levels. Yeah, that's right about where I got to. It, yeah, it, I wrote it, it down. It gets... It gets a, there's a... I mean, but again, our time, having only played this for uh, uh, less than a week, if you were to sit down and give this a good hearty shot and give it a lot of time, I can see you get you would figure it out. Yeah, I think there's 100 levels. There are 100 yeah. levels. I should mention that uh, the uh, the backgrounds, there ha it has different scenarios that you play in. I wrote them down. Uh, you've got, at the beginning, you've got like an industrial level, then there's a Mayan sort of level, then there's a space level, then you're inside of a computer. There's ancient Rome. Then, and by the way, don't get too excited about these. These are just basically it's pictures in the background. But I mean, but they're the, nice. But the music changes at every okay. different backdrop. Then you've got an erector set. Then there's a dungeon. And then at the last set of levels are in like Japan. They're in like of an Asian flair to okay. them. Um, the ant. What did you think of that? We've we've always killed a lot of these characters, and I know we hate the noise. But otherwise, I thought the ant was pretty well re rendered. Yeah, the ant he does is, a good job. The of, ant is definitely up there in terms of mascots. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't he, he he doesn't make any allusions to his uh, his attitude field past. He's not a he's not a uh, you know delinquent caveman. He's pretty good in terms of Amiga uh, mascots. He also he, he does have personality. 
He's about he, really the thing is sized out well. Yeah, you know because this is a game that has a. I mean, it gets really complicated with multiple levels, and they've got plenty of room to operate. Well, you know, everything is sized real well. A lot of thought. You know, here's my. I was thinking about this on the way over here. This game, I don't know if I was more taken with it than you. And again, I'm no, I'm no good. I did the best I could, but this game is so original and so clever. I, I had to sit here and wonder, number one, did they come up with this, or is this ripped off of something? I've never, if it's ripped off, I've never seen what it was ripped off right. of. And if it hasn't been, it wasn't ripped off, and it was original, why haven't I seen this everywhere all the time? Yeah. Why isn't this on handheld devices? Why isn't this on a Game Boy? This, 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 would be, this concept would work on anything. A phone, it would work anywhere. Yeah, I why agree. Why they I... haven't used this is unbelievable. Also, why did I never hear of this game in the pantheon of puzzle games? This is a clever game. I mean, is it Lemmings? It's not as cute or as adorable. But, I mean, it's it's similar in terms of the, in the scope. It's got a lot of levels. It's well it's well done. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that the Quaver's connection may have screwed this game to a well, certain degree. Because you know, when on, people see that, they're like, oh, here we go. On yeah. the Super Nintendo, it's not, there's no Quaver's at all. It's because it's, it was right. released in the United States. I've heard States. that. What's it called? Is it called the it's same called thing? It's called Pushover. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I think that the name is not strong. I would have pursued a domino, like a domino, more of a domino thing. Like, I think this would have been a great license for Domino Rally. You know, Domino Rally was huge at that time. Um, something like, something that connected, because like Pushover, you don't think dominoes. You think like a gulber jerk. And and that's not what you want. Well, it, I think it's a clever title, but you're right. If, if I'm building a game based on knocking over dominoes, I want dominoes right. in the title. Exactly. So I think that if they would have named it something a little bit better, it would have helped. Other than that, I mean, you're right. This is, I mean, it's so well done. I can't so believe well we done. had never seen this. Yeah. It stuns me. I, this is a hidden gem. This is one of the all-time hidden gems. Yeah. And, I, and before I forget, yeah. I do want to thank Amigo's Game Selection Committee member, Pixels at Dawn, for uh, for suggesting this to the to the to the crew and having them vote on it and the the whole crew for because this is this mm. is one that I would have probably not given another look to, and man, this is this is by far. I mean, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. This is the best puzzle game on the Amiga. Lemmings is very good, and so I'm. Gonna, I don't like Lemmings as much. I as love this. Lemmings. I love Lemmings, and I, I'm also. But the thing here's one thing about this that that's got. Lemmings. I like and here's another thing. I like Pipe Mania more, Pipe but, Mania but, is also but good. not the Amiga version. I like some of the but other. But the thing is, more. Pipe Mania has been done to death True. on a million. I mean, have you ever? You've never. And you've never come across a game like this. No. And the thing is, the game has flair. It's got style. It's got uh, it's it it looks good. I mean, and this it's the kind of look that holds up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like cartoony, fun. It's fun. Yep. You know, there's I can't like I said the only thing that I can come up with as to why it didn't do well, or I don't guess it did well. I mean, people know about it, but I can't figure out why this hasn't been this concept should be ripped off immediately. Yeah, I you agree know? with you. But get on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and, off. and I mean, who's to say that on Steam there isn't some, you know, because there are so many PC games now, but it's just crazy to me that we didn't see any more of this on any other console back in the day. Yeah, it, 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 I'm surprised. Um, so I looked into this thing in terms, in terms of uh, how it was received. Again, I was, it, it blew my mind. So 
I mean, it's got good scores pretty much across the board. Uh, Lemon gave it an 8.12, which is a good score on Lemon. Uh, Amiga Action gave this an 88. Amiga Format gave it an 86. Amiga Power gave it a 79. Uh, AUI gave it a 99. Wow. The One gave it an 83. Listen, I think the 80s are too low for this. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know what I'd say this, but a puzzle game that wasn't like one of the big puzzle games. But I mean, this game, this is a home run. If you're a puzzler, this is a home and run. And even if you're not a puzzler, like like I'm not a puzzler. I don't like most puzzle games, but this thing, you've got to play this. You've got to try it out. <laughs> and the way it's set up, I love the way it's set up. It's easy to use. It's easy to skip levels. Oh, you know, there's one thing that's different about. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but about yeah, the Super Nintendo version mm -hmm. is the you know the the really clever cutscenes in the middle with all the ants putting up the numbers and stuff yeah, like I that. Yeah, I love that. They took that out of the Super Nintendo version. Really? Yeah, no idea why. Did they keep the music and stuff? In yeah, the music is all the same. All that, yeah, all that stuff is the same. But they took all the Quaver <laughs> stuff out and they took out the interstitial stuff in between the scenes. So. I swear to you, I've got to think that the Quavers didn't do this any favors. You know, I think people listen when. You, when you're online, let's go back to our previous conversation about oh, oh, the way they used to advertise in games online. When you when it was when you were like, man, I'm going to play something. I'm going to go over to the Nabisco Arcade. Did you hold those games in any sort of high regard? No. And the thing is, some of those games were made by industry greats because mm -hmm. a lot of guys from the classic gaming era went into advertising right. gaming, right? You're right. And so a lot of those games were fun. But when you're like, oh, I'm going to go play the Lifesavers game, mm -hmm. you're not thinking to yourself, I'm going to go play some like first class game. No. You're and like, so, I, I need I need a five minute time waster. So when you see a game like, I mean, even I mean, when you think of a g games that are strapped to advertising. Like, what awesome games that were strapped to everything come to your head? I mean, it's not like there's... I don't mean like a movie tie-in. I mean like a product tie-in. Well, you, know you got like the, like, uh, the Noi yeah, or Kool-Aid cool Man or something cool like that. Coolspot was, was a pretty there good platform. There were some, but I mean, it's. I think you have to get over... Uh, a, you have to get over the, the that advertising gimmick just to get your game over. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that didn't do this game any favors. That's, yeah. just, a, that's just a guess. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, we did get some uh, Discord reviews. Uh, Chris Fold says, This quirky domino-style puzzle game is one I owned on the SNES back in the day, so was curious to see how the Amiga version squared up, especially as it has quavers. Once I got a version that didn't play at light speed, I was pleasantly surprised. Better graphics and sound than the console, thanks to its uncomplicated nature, plays just as well. Like many puzzle games, it frustrates me that it has a time limit and running into place to move things when the dominoes are in play on later levels can be super tricky. Overall, I feel this game has charm, quavers, and something that makes you come back to it. A solid 8 out of 10. Mm. Pixels of Dawn says, Straight up, I should say this is one of my absolute favorite Amiga games and one of my favorite puzzle games on any platform. Great music, spot on sound effects, great looks, and tons of personality. Couple this with a simple but deep concept, and you've got a winner. I will dock points for the incessant idle chatter, <laughs> Yes, but that is easily remedied by keeping on the move in-game. While it does have a timer, it means nothing except to give you boundaries to complete the level in once you figured it out, as it has no lives. And once you realize there isn't anything to worry about, it becomes a chilled game indeed. Even the menus and level code screens are loaded with charm. A stone-cold classic, 9.5 out of 10. Jason Warren says, I never played this game back in the day. Lucky, too, because I would have drowned hours into it at the cost of my studies. Overall, I found this to be a fun puzzler where not only do you have to figure out the puzzle for the dominoes, but also your escape. Creative gameplay paired with fun music and graphics that included animated cutscenes make this something I'll be coming back to. I had a genuine blast playing it. 9 out of 10. 
Graham Bebke says, Everyone who knows me understands I really understand enjoy puzzle games when they're good, and Pushover is 8 out of 10 good. I really like the domino-based gameplay style of this game, and there is decent music. Too often puzzle games have horrendous audio and the sound effects didn't help. I just wish you could mute the effects. This is a hidden gem for me. I never played it before. I still think I enjoy Pipe Mania that little bit more, but I will return to this game again for sure. Yeah, excellent. I'm, I, I think uh, almost total universal agreement on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It is. That was quite a uh, quite a stunner. Um, I did have a look on uh, eBay on this. Uh, you actually can get a copy of this in the states. I was surprised. Forty-seven bucks. That's what they're asking for the for the Amiga version. Yeah, uh, and in the UK, you are looking uh, somewhere. Of course, they're prices are a lot more reasonable. I saw it going for th three bucks all the way up to 55 bucks, and okay. they were, there were plenty of them out there. This one here, this is going to come back at our year in awards. I can guarantee it. Because mm -hmm. uh, this, uh, this is one of the best puzzle games I've ever played on any platform. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, well, as we wrap the show up, I do want to thank all the fine folks that are watching us live on Twitch mm -hmm. right now. Uh, we record the show uh, every Friday at around 5.30 Eastern Time. If you'd like to join us at twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. You can join the party like Pixels at Dawn uh, is here. Oh, and Pixels has just reminded me. We're going to stop the presses because you didn't give me the signal, Aaron. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to do this first. Please continue. I never do this first. If, <laughs> if, we, if we get this far, There's you'll know I've missed it. Um Let's talk about what's been going on on the old video channel this week. The video channel being the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel. So, out this week, brand new, we have... We had a lot of crazy stuff come out. A lot of stuff. As I maneuver the mouse in the <laughs> correct direction. Um, let's start with uh, the final swag video of the of uh, Pixels at Dawn's trip to the Southwest Amiga users group <laughs> over there in the old uh, England. Oh, so if that was it, that was sad as the tubby got something about <laughs> something some men. <laughs> Sounds like us. Um, so uh, this is the Blitz Basic Manual presentation. So uh, you can check that out if you are interested in learning how to code in Blitz Basic. And finding your way around that, you know, Blitz Basic was used to code a ton of like legitimate Amiga games, like the Supercar series yeah. and all that stuff. Oh yeah, so, it's a very powerful. Yeah, so uh, there he is. I think that's the same guy from the ad. So uh, <laughs> next up, Aaron, uh, let's talk a little bit about this week's ARG presents the Sword M5. Holy moly, the Sword! Well, uh, we had uh, this was a uh, selection for the Thanks for Giving marathon, and Brent took a lot of those and put them back on the wheel so we could do a full episode on them, and this one it came up right away. An interesting uh, Japanese computer uh, was, uh, start, the company was started in 1970 by a fellow in Japan and his mom, which I like that. <laughs> that is. And, and they ended up, in, touching. in 85, they sold, the, uh, the company was bought by uh, Toshiba and became their computer arm, basically, effectively. So, so this is the forerunner of this, the satellite and all uh, Well, those, I mean, uh, I can't say that with any certainty, but I mean, this was, I'm that's why that. they bought it. I'm certain. Uh, we, if you'll recall, but you actually played this. We, we played Pugan and Super Cobra Oh, okay, on it. yeah. Uh, this week, uh, me and Brent picked pow a Power Pack and Wonder Hole. Power Pack is super is the Namco's name for Super Pac-Man on this machine. For there were a couple where they named it that. That's a legitimate uh, Namco version. And Wonder Hole, which I will admit, when Brent picked that, I was a little worried. But the story behind Wonder Hole, yeah, the fact is that it is the is the only port of an arcade game that no longer exists anywhere, yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was it was. Oh, 
It was a fun episode, and Brent was all fired up for this one. So he, we, Brent was all, he was shooting all on all cylinders this week. So yeah, we had a good time. Uh, this upcoming week is going to get real funky. We'll be taping live, uh, and we'll be doing the Tandy TRS80 Model 100, which mm. I can tell you had no commercial game releases. So <laughs> we're going to get into some crazy stuff. Uh, we had a new episode of the Coco Show released. Uh, this was Super Pitfall, Aaron. Yes. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm not the only person that couldn't get this to run on their Coco 3. I noticed that. that. Yeah. I noticed that. Um, we actually had a good time doing this, and uh, despite the fact that we, neither one of us really enjoyed the game that much, uh, but the Pitfall series, hey, it, it, it's, it's a series of highs and lows, and that's for darn sure. And all the highs came early. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> but yeah, it's still, the, uh, it's an interesting game, and of course the Coco is always a load of fun. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to make sure there's nothing else. Oh, yeah. We also debuted a new podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so last week, if you, if you didn't join us live, uh, I told Aaron we were going to start with Amigos, and then unbeknownst to him, uh, we actually started a new podcast instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, we recorded the first episode of 1200XL, an Atari 8-bit gaming show. And uh, our first game was Blue Max, uh, one of our one of our favorite games, and uh, the the show seemed to go over pretty well. So we'll we'll be doing about one of those a month to add to the stable of Migos retro gaming shows. Boat knew there was a zero percent chance I would agree to do another podcast, and then he sugared it up by picking one of my all time favorite games, and, he, and, he, and for the second one he picked another one of my all time favorite games. So Boat is a smooth operator. Uh, I will say that. That's what, the nicest thing I can say. One might say I mold you to my design. Oh, God. Please don't say that again. <laughs> Horrible. And, of course, we have some just wacky stuff up on the channel. We've got Trek Talk with Amigo Aaron. This yeah. is where Aaron gives a... Uh, this is where you, f you put that up without telling me again. An authorized <laughs> rundown of the original series, uh, Next Gen, yeah. DS9, uh, Galaxy Quest. And Sequest DSV. No, none of those things. Just Star Trek. And ask the Amigos Q and A, where uh, that was a bunch fun. of a bunch of people on Discord asked us a bunch of questions, and we answered. I those like questions. that. That was fun. I like those those Q and A ones are good. I yeah, like those. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you check out all the action. All this stuff is posted on our Amiga or our YouTube channel, Amigos Retro Gaming, and most of the audio is also cross posted to our feed over at Anchor.fm/slash Amigos Retro Gaming. Or know, I'm sorry, Amigos Podcast. You know this swag uh, 2020. This was quite an event. It was. It? it was. Uh, this was this was a, uh, uh, they had a lot of good action over at this thing. So yeah. Thumbs up to that. Yeah, the, the, the guys that run swag, they run, it seems like they run a really tight ship. Everything seems super organized. <laughs> and so uh, it's, you know, England is just so lucky to have that that sort of event going on on their home turf. And I feel very fortunate that we get to see it. And I was talking to uh, uh, one of our good buddies and our one of our longtime supporters, John Marshall, Wednesday, and he was just raving about how much he enjoyed watching the swag footage. So, it's it's a lot. It's got done real well for us too. So it's been very popular. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to Pixels at Dawn, a beat reporter on the street, for capturing all that footage and editing it. That's he a, is he is a man. That's a fact. Also, while we're on here, it's you know the week I was sick, uh, uh, and I just found out about this the other day. Uh, I uh, 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 I guess uh, someone sent me a goodie. Oh. And I just got the goodie thanks to Brent when he he finally bothered to give it to me. That was our good buddy Duncan Styles. Well, it gave me. I guess that I don't know if everyone got these things. It's a t like a video game tin. And oh yeah. Stamps. Yeah. This is this the stamp set that he got one for you, me, and Brent. Well, I want to thank him here on the show for that was a very nice gift, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, we. Uh, and I didn't want to think that I just never had said anything to him because I just found out <laughs> <laughs> my dad's birthday was Sunday. Brent's like, hey, th I've had this at the house for you. I'm like, hey, what the heck? Give me that. <laughs> so yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that. 
All right, and now we can thank all the fine folks in the uh, in the in the Twitch. So Edvin <laughs> Helen, he's watching live from his man cave in chilly Norway, having a, a sudsy cold one. No yeah, doubt. He is. yeah. Ten minute Amiga retrocast. L Curtis B is here. Uh, Jeffy Jeff seventy three Delamort seventy eight Picard twenty ten Pixels at Dawn Gaming modding it up. Paul Kitching Mitsuyama. Um, Go to go sub is here. Joss Vender is here. Uh, Ricky DeRocher. Thank you guys so Good much. Tonight, yeah, yeah, for uh, for hanging out with us. Late night for those of you in Europe live on Twitch. Oh, Edwin's at the cabin, dude. Oh man, it's amazing that people can watch us live from the cabin. Yeah, you know what I mean. I saw some pictures of that cabin. There's some snow going on over at Norway. Yeah, some serious snow. Uh, we also want to thank our Twitch subscribers. Uh, still adolescing. Bike me. Chris folds less sooner. People go to go sub real Joe the zombie Pakutake Rushi MSX Frodo NL Buck Owens Anguish Autour Retro Jerry Mitsuyama Brother Bill the Slow Norris Uber Scooper Diver and G Webkey. You know what? You know what Roy bothers me, Bode? What's that? Is you've got a lot of fake Joe the zombies walking around. I know. And so poor Joe had to actually put real in front of his name just so we know who he was. Well, that's how we know. That's, that's how zombies we know he's legit. For you. Yeah. They'll they'll rip you off. They're crying for legitimacy. <laughs> Good point. Tough. <laughs> and uh, if you are an Amazon Prime uh, subscriber and uh, you enjoy the show, you can support us for free by just going to Twitch and becoming a Prime subscriber to the Amigos uh, Retro Gaming Twitch channel. Yeah. So. And if you're a real Amazon, send me a picture. Okay. Um, and of course, Aaron, it's time for the Patreon song. Oh. Okay. Uh, so last week we did a tune, and by we I mean I. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to sing you the real tune, and you can tell me if you know Okay, because I could not identify okay. whatever that was. She was a working girl on North England Way. Now she's hit the big time. In the USA. You know what that is? Nope. Okay. So you would not have gotten the song even if you knew the real song. Nope. The name of the song is Honey Pie, and it's by a band called The Beatles. Yeah. I know the name when you said it, but I didn't know the song. And also, I will tell you this. Your version right there was not good. But what you did last week, it was more like avant-garde scream art. <laughs> Just ranting and well, That's true. And when I, like the human bagpipe. And someone was just stomping up and down. That's true. It. When I put in the pops and locks, that really... I feel that's like never that, good. That, that that's what that top. was. I thought you were a spasm of some sort. I was going to get some drugs out here. All right. Uh, we did get a new supporter this week, Aaron. We want to welcome to the fold. Zebedee's Magic Roundabout. Yeah, I saw his name pop up and I was like so happy because that's quite a name. <laughs> I love it. So, if you know the answer to this week... Oh, and nobody got that, by the way. Nobody. No one knows. Nobody I'm telling knows. you. And people know the Beatles. They know that song, but not that what you did. <laughs> no, no bad. Bad boat. So, um, we want to thank our supporters in this very special way. If you know the name of this song, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. This is how you thank the supporters by desecrating a famous song. <laughs>
Zeb, 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 it is Magic Roundabout, Jurgen, Mr. Cola, Daniel Williams, Bernard Lucas, Jerry Dennington, Sorglub Commodore Kid, York Dickinson, Terry Howard, Reflection, Simon Cap Captain, Crispy, Kilobytes, Caffeine, Mike W, Decker, Three, Wood, Gary, Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pick, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster, Minator, 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast, Bernard Quinn, Retro Man Cave, Tim Drew, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Letter, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Zog, Colin 419, Barbit, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Leaf, Kellan, Alan, Kebab, Chicote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead, Boy, Figgy CTZ, The Slow North, Stefan Sorgon Mortensen, Edmund Helen, Blendo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi, Abbott, Chris Foles, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham, Pipke, Lane, Denson, Adam Basby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Tapes from the Crib, Josh, Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THG, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy, Humberstadt, Daniel Bingston, Brutal, Barracuda, Darren Coast, Jason Warns, <laughs> Pixels at Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. That was worse than last week. That was better than last week. Where are you getting week's? these songs? These are famous songs like just, of the past. That sounded like something you just randomly would generate. No. <laughs> well, I was singing multiple parts. Where yeah. are the instrumental breaks? The instrument broke, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was no good, but this is that's bad. Next week, Aaron, we're going to be playing a boss man joint. Okay, lay okay. it on me. Lay it on me. What's the boss pick? Desert Strike. Oh yes. Now All I right. believe that you recently played this on some sort of a live stream, didn't you? Listen, I have played it, and it, I was I was doing awesome too. Ask anyone, they'll tell you. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to jump on this one. All beautiful, right. beautiful. All right, guys. Thank you as always for watching. We'll be back next week with Jungle Strike. Nope, Desert Strike. Jungle Strike. We won't be back with. I think we did Jungle Strike already. We, we haven't. This is our first strike. We've game. never done a strike. Isn't that amazing? That is stunning. Yeah. I thought we'd done one. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Until then. Adios. Adios.